Smartcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, and now, and now you are playing a bunch because now you're playing an Icarus Bell. And yeah. uh, you guys are putting out a bunch of singles. And uh, you got an album on the way? We do. We have an album on the way. We're hoping to get um, we were hoping to get it done by the end of the year. And it looks like we might get close. So here's the deal. Like, Matt and I have no issue with creating music beds, creating songs without words and and vocal vocals and melodies. Okay. We can knock those out left and right all day long. The slow part comes in when trying to add vocals and lyrics and, and melody ideas that fit the music we created because we're sure. doing it a little bit backwards. You know, we're creating drums and bass and then adding guitar that we feel may fit. And then we're then we have to come back and try to make vocals work. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. So that's the last part of your process is the yeah the words and the vocals. Yeah, that is the last part of the process. Um, makes sense. And that's what makes it very difficult to, because the mu- the musicianship that's going on, we try to lay back and not play, overplay, I guess, you know, so that we can lay a good music bed for some good vocal melodies. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just, we just get carried away with wanting to jam with each other. Welcome, fellow Lushes. Come on in, pull up a bar stool. And enjoy some cocktails with Dimples and the Beard. Oh, there we go. Boom on the fucking dot. Right on time. Seven seven o'clock. Boom. Seven bells. Pops up. That's amazing. All right. Well, I did. I'm excited too. Without Never, further ado, uh, leave a pretty guy waiting. Handsome fella, handsome fella. Never leave a handsome fella waiting. This is Alan Adams, better known by most in the Blue October world as Alski, and we were Alski. lucky enough. I like that name. Yeah. Let's see what comes up with that. Lucky enough to get him. So let's do it. Absolutely, we are. Be cool. You'd be cool. <laughs> I try. It just doesn't work. Hello, hey, Alan. How are you? Good. How are you guys doing? Doing great, doing great. You guys have really like taken off, man. <laughs> with the help of yeah, with the help of some of you guys, you know. Yeah. I mean, we're we're just stealing all the musicians who have come through Orb <laughs> Studios, and <laughs> so tonight we're joined by Alan Adams. And I was saying before we we brought you on, better known by most of the Blue October family as Alski, and uh, that's how I first became aware of of you. I, I met you a handful of times on on Blue October Blue October shows back when you were doing the tour manager stuff, and and then. Uh, and now, obviously, with Icarus Bell, we're uh, we love the music, and we we had Matt on, and just sure. had to bring you on to talk more Icarus Bell. So 
thanks for great. thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. How how did the old Elski come about? The name or yeah, the nickname. Yeah, I mean, mine was uh, just out. Mine has still even been in high school. <clears throat> this was a long time ago. Um, <laughs> my the way I would say everything, I would put ski at the end of it. You know, let's go to the store ski. Let's get some beer ski. Yeah, yeah. You know, and at the time, my friends called me Al, um, or you know, Big Al. It's like calling a big dude tiny. Yeah. I was a little dude. They called me Big Al, but um, yeah, it just kind of they just started calling me Alski, and it just stuck. Stuck it's around. Been, it's been that way forever, and um, yeah, it's like you know, once you get to back then it was really just more over beers and you know at the party <laughs> and being whatever once you get to know it's like oh that's alski yeah know? um but yeah it was definitely um a different time back then <laughs> i said that yeah. so so do you do you avoid the alski now is that not what people call you anymore no no not at all um <laughs> I, I think it's i i still think it's fun i think it's something that will just live on forever because that's how people know me and sure um, oh it will live on forever absolutely yeah 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 well yeah um so it was funny because um i i was at a blue october show when i was working with them <clears throat> and i was standing there talking to some some people outside the front door you know how i would used to hand out the wristband yeah yeah talk to people and i was sitting there visiting with them and uh, all of a sudden, all their faces just kind of like paused and just kind of lit up and they were looking behind me. And I was like, what in the world are y'all looking? I turned around and it was a a boxcar from a train. And along the side, just huge, it said Alski. <laughs> so I was like, what in the world? So we ran over there and took some pictures with it. But I found out there's a uh, graffiti artist. Okay. Alski. And yeah, we met over Instagram you had a laugh that we shared the same name, but I didn't really know there were other Alskis out there. <laughs> That's funny. Wow. Small world to have that happen at the exact time you're out there doing that. Yeah, it was crazy. It's really fun though. So uh, musically, have you, did, when did you start with music? Have you always been musical? And a drummer? Yeah. I've. So I started, um, so when I was a little kid, we had a friend of the family that moved in with us to go to college in Lubbock, Texas. He went to Texas Tech. Um, and he was a drummer and a guitarist. And I was in um, sixth grade. And he taught me some basic rudiments. I wanted to be a drummer. Okay. And at the time, um, in, when you go into seventh grade music program at school, the drummers are separated from the rest of the band for the whole year so you can learn how to play drums. And in eighth grade, you join the whole band, but you have to audition for right. to see if you have the skills to be a drummer. And basically I played a paradiddle, which is a basic rudiment for drummers. And they said, okay, you're in. <laughs> and that's when it all started. And then I had kind of quit playing um, out of high, like I was in the drum line and all that. I played snare in the drum line. And, um, and then I kind of quit during college, but I was working at the Sunglass Hut in the mall, <laughs> a little kiosk in the aisle. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And I was listening to this nonstop listening to Smashing Pumpkins, just nonstop for years. But anyway, this particular day, and Jimmy's one of my heroes, the drummer, and uh, I always loved his style. 
And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to be a drummer. And I quit college. I quit my job. Oh, wow. And <laughs> I started to just, that was the beginning of my journey in the music business. Okay. And I, was in Lubbock. And I played for many years in Lubbock. And um, I played in a band that was, we had original music and a CD at the time. That was kind of a big deal. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, but in that city in particular, you're kind of required if you wanted to play a lot to do covers. So you could, because it was a college town. Yeah. Um, and so we did that. We did, we would do three sets a night, four nights a week. Uh, we played for three to four hours. Oh, wow. And I really built up my chops. Um, but we would do our first set was our original music while everybody was still kind of sober. <laughs> and then the next two were the fun, like cover tunes that people could sing along and dance to and all that stuff. And, um, and that's how I met Bull October. Oh, okay. Well, oh, that early. Lubbock. Okay. Yeah. So they'd come to Lubbock and um, <clears throat> we do, we'd open for them. We'd be local support. So we nice. would draw the local crowd and they have some people to play in front of. What was the name of this band? This band was called Falling Jupiter. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, was that your first band? This was my third band. Uh, my first band was with some military dudes in the Air Force. And before we could play our first gig, all our gear got stolen. Oh, shit. And so that ended that band very quickly. <laughs> and um, after that, I got into a band called Flywater Washington. And we played for a long time and we ended up moving to Austin as a band living in a house and the whole thing that bands do. And the lead singer, um, well, long story short, he just kind of like quit and left with all our money. Oh. <laughs> and so I was like, well, okay. Uh, but at the time, the guys in Falling Jupiter had just finished their album um, and they needed a band. And so me and the guitar player from the Flywater Washington called them up and played with them. So we did. Okay. So Fallen Jupiter did a bunch of shows with Blue October, Bowling for Soup. Oh, like whoever would come through town, and we all became really good friends. And that's how I became friends with Blue October, and um, and that's when Matt approached me about starting A Plus Machines. Yeah. Uh, so um, I quit Fallen Jupiter and then moved down to San Marcos to tour with Blue October as their guitar tech. Okay. Mm, mm. and um matt and i were doing a plus machines on the side and we decided to go full time with it um and you know we did that for a couple of years and then matt went back to blue october and i went back to blue october as the merch guy and i uh, did that for a little while and then i became the tour manager and then yeah the rest is, is wow it's quite the progression yeah to go from how, how does that work i mean tour manager i think would be a big on un taking it was, it was, I'll never forget the phone call um, because at the time the, the, the current tour manager, um, he really wanted to do the production side. He wanted to be the sound guy. Um, and during his time as tour manager, he tasked me with a lot of um, the duties that he should have been doing. Basically. Sure. Mm. And I, that's how I learned. And it ended up getting me the job. Learned on the job. That's okay. And I was going to actually be his assistant. And I remember the I was in H E B and Justin called me and said, Hey, 
um, we're going to move him over to production. We want you to be the tour manager. And I was like, wow. You know, I was like, this is great. But inside I was terrified. Oh, I have bad. And, um, but the guys were real patient and their manager, Paul, um, um, took me in under his wing and showed, taught me a lot of stuff and was yeah. a huge support for me and a lifeline out on the road when I needed him. And, um, yeah. Until I got, you know, my feet on the ground and a good understanding of how to do everything, which eventually I did. You know, I felt like I, I had a good operation going there. Yeah. But you're uh, definitely yeah, beloved. It was, there was the beginning was obviously a little bumpy, but the guys <laughs> understood and they were very patient and um and helpful. So yeah. So yeah. And I know, like I said, yeah, I know you were beloved fans loved you. And I remember people being bummed when, when you left the job, you know, people being bummed that you weren't on tour anymore. Cause everybody looked forward to seeing you as part of the tour too. That, so. You know, that was like a, <clears throat> that was a really difficult decision for me. It was one of the hardest decisions I've ever made. And yeah. you know, there were a lot of, I talked to the guys, I tried, I was going to call a meeting <laughs> and I told Justin, I was like, Hey, cause we had a day off. We were at the beach somewhere uh, on the East coast and, um, you know, I pulled Justin aside. I was like, Hey, I'd like to get the band together to have a quick meeting today. He goes, you're quitting, aren't you? <laughs> and I just started bawling. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, well, come outside here. Come talk to me. We we're on the bus. And, you know, I was like newly sober and I was like, you know, dealing with that whole thing and, um, and everything that goes along with being newly sober, which is feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, a lot. Yeah. Um, Cause I was basically, you know, um, you know, I drank every day. I was like suppressing all the feelings for me. Yeah. Years. Anyway, that's a whole different story. But so I talked to the guys all individually and we had great talks about me departing and leaving. And, um, and so, yeah, that was a really hard decision. And then Philly was my last, okay. last show, and which I'll never forget. Uh, uh, yeah, I bet knowing that was it was your last show that had yeah. to been crazy. It was tough. It was really tough, man. Like, um, you know, knowing that because going out and talking to the fan you know they're called fans but you know the friends of the band you know that that supported the band very um loyal strong, a lot of loyal a lot of loyal fans yeah i mean i really enjoyed talking to them and even even the people at the venue i knew you know i knew all these people at the venue yeah Every, you know, everywhere we went you know we had long-standing relationships and i knew i was never going to see them again and uh but yeah, you know, the guys brought me out and uh, played my one of my favorite songs, which is Draw. Um, yeah. You know, it's about doing acid, which is kind of <laughs> ironic. But um, I don't know. I just always liked the way that song, the, like the dynamic and the feeling of it. I thought yeah. words don't really matter that much to me so much as the music as a whole. And that's actually how I approach music. But anyway. So, yeah, I came out and played guitar and... Um, <clears throat> But what people didn't really even, you know, I was out there strumming around, but, you know, this is an old, and I'm revealing a little bit of the magic here. The, the guitar wasn't even plugged in. <laughs> so people were like, man, you nailed it. You did great. Uh, uh, it wasn't even plugged in, man. Like, it didn't matter. Like, that's awesome. Uh, I was just out there having a good time. If you go back and look at video, like, there's nothing plugged in the guitar. <laughs> uh, but I was going to ask, because as a drummer, how did you, how did you become the, were you playing guitar before you became the guitar tech? Thank you. I was like, or, where's that transition? Great, no. And you okay. know, it's funny. Our first, my first show with Blue was um, at a little club in Abilene, Texas. We drove from San Marcos to Abilene and I never played guitar. I never tuned a guitar. I didn't know anything <laughs> about guitar. 
And so they set up the guitar rack and put all the guitars on there and they taped a note on the wall that told me what strings need to be, what um, tuning, the oh. letters. <laughs> and and Matt came over and he was like, okay, have you ever used a tuner before? I'm like, no, I'm a drummer. <laughs> and he's like, so, and, and he just like, you know, just quickly showed me how to tune a guitar. He's like, just tune it up till it hits green and then it's good. Yeah. And that was my gig, man. Like I would switch out guitars for the guys, but you know, it was funny. I, I remember going on stage and handing just the guitar and be like, check the tuning. <laughs> like I didn't have faith that like, and so he would, he would talk and he would check the tuning and you know, whatever and fix it. Yeah. Fixed, but um but yeah yeah obviously <laughs> justin's a good talker he can stall for time while he, while he tunes a guitar <laughs> yeah you know those guys were super chill you know it wasn't like it was you know they knew i was just there to help and it was no pressure nowadays it's a little different they expect a lot more from their crew which they should you know they're on a yeah. different level back then you know we were in a van and sure and little clubs in front of not a lot of people and those we were like road dogs like putting yep. in the work and so what year was that that you started with them and how you know, like I'm trying to get a perspective of how long was, you were um 2001. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was 2001 that I did that and I think the um A plus machines thing happened between 03 and 04 and then Matt went and played on the foiled album. Yeah, and then when the foil tour came up, is when he went back to October, and then I went back as the as the merch guy. But yeah, yeah, okay. Wow. Well, they obviously had a lot of faith in you, even though you didn't have the yeah. experience. They saw something in you that they trusted you. Yeah, you know, you know, people ask me, it's like, how did you get the gig as a <laughs> merch guy, you know, and 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 tour manager, and it just came down to they trust me with the money, you know. It's like yeah. a lot of money eventually exchanging hands there. And um, that's kind of what it came down to, you know, and then as the tour manager gig uh, came around, you know, they just trusted me with the tour or had faith that I would learn how to do it. Um, yeah. And I'm sure throwing yourself in as a guitar tech when you don't know guitar. <laughs> and, proved a lot. Yeah. I mean, did you ever have any emergencies where like a string got broken and you had to restring All something really quickly? And Yeah. You know, I, I didn't learn how to change a string until, you know, a couple of tours in. <laughs> <laughs> you know there were backup guitars that i would hand them but i got to where i could change it during a song and it'd be ready to go for the next song yeah um, but yeah at the beginning it was like i hope you don't break a string because yeah <laughs> well like i was saying i mean if you show that kind of you know right. determination i'm gonna do this even though i don't necessarily know what i'm doing they know they know what they got right like you're 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 gonna get it done you know, they knew what they were getting it but at the time you know, we were friends. We were all drinking. It was more of a party atmosphere because yeah. they would come to Lubbock. They would come over after the show. We'd have house parties and hang out. And, sure. You know, and that's when we really bonded and became really close. And yeah. then, um, when they found out that I was moving to San Marcos, I got the call like, hey, do you want to, you know, come on the road with us? And, yeah. You know, we'll pay you a few bucks and you can come see these towns and hang out with us in the van. I was like, sure, let's do it. Hell yeah. How fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I was with them for till 2017 or something like that. So wow. It's crazy. That that must not have been as hard of a decision to give up the sunglass hut, though. I mean, that probably was one of your hardest decisions. Oh, God. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was horrible. 
Yeah, I hated everything about that. Um, it's funny how music inspires, you know, like just listening to that and knowing that I was a capable drummer you know, yeah. and being like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go for it, you know, and it led me to a different path. You know, it, it led me to being a tour manager of a band of a great band. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I wasn't playing as much, um, but I was around music. I was involved in music and, um, and of course those guys are the best to work for. So sure, uh, sure. yeah, I, I felt like there's only a few times I felt like, man, I, you know, I'd really rather be playing, you know, that those moments rarely have because I was so into what the guys were doing and believed in what they were doing and wanted to be a part of it and help and yeah. uh, contribute. Um, because I believed in them. And yeah, you're part of the team. Never, yeah, there's never a feeling of, you know, of uh regret, I guess. Yeah. So, well, and now, and now you are playing a bunch because now you're playing in Icarus Bell and yeah. uh, you guys are putting out a bunch of singles and uh, you got an album on the way. We do. We have an album on the way. We're hoping to get, um, we were hoping to get it done by the end of the year. And it looks like we might get close. Sure. Okay. But there's, um, so here's the deal. Like Matt and I have no issue with creating music beds, you know, yeah. like creating songs without words and and vocal vocals and melodies. okay we can knock those out left and right all day long the slow part comes in when trying to add vocals and lyrics and and melody ideas that fit the music we created because we're sure. doing it a little bit backwards you know we're creating drums and bass and then adding guitar that we feel may fit and then we're then we have to come back and try to make vocals work <laughs> yeah right right so that's the last part of your process is the yeah. The words and the vocals. Yeah, that is the last part of the process. Um, makes sense. And that's what makes it very difficult to, because the mu the musicianship that's going on, we try to lay back and not play overplay, I guess, you know, so that we can lay a good music bed for some good vocal melodies. Um, but, you know, sometimes it's just, we just get carried away with wanting to jam with each other. And um, that's, and then what you hear is the result of that you know yeah well and it's what i love about it is how uh drum and bass heavy and rhythm section strong it is that's i mean yeah. there's not a lot of bands that you hear that come from that end that that's the predominant part of the songs and it's it's great to hear i love that kind of flip the switch and make those the driver the lead yeah yeah and it you know <clears throat> it's been a lot of fun for sure um i've already you know talked to you guys about the challenging part but you know i'm just thinking about the live show how it's going to be a bass and a drummer up there i think that's yeah we'll, we'll add an auxiliary player you know a guitar okay. player kind of like a ryan delahousey kind of does it all <laughs> yeah uh kind of guy or girl um but yeah it's kind of interesting to think that drums and bass lead you know yeah lead the music in the band so was there was there any hesitation from you two with the like hey as rhythm guys let's start a band to drive it that way was there any hesitation or you said that ah, screw it let's go yeah no there was no hesitation uh i remember i was i was wanting to do something that was um a, it was a little over the top so what i wanted to do was an album that involved everyone that i had ever played on stage with oh, okay <laughs> which is a lot of people yeah and i contacted every and everyone was down Everyone was going to, but these are people from all over the country. Yeah. 
and and I approached Matt about it. And I was like, hey, this is my idea. And at that time, it was kind of a healing through music because some of those relationships and you know didn't end well. Sure. Like the guy that quit. Yeah. You know, sure. When we were in Austin or whatever, right? Um. So I wanted to do this whole, I had this whole idea, you know, healing through music and we get together and create and have a good time again and remember the good times and forget the bad times and this whole thing. Yeah. And I remember talking to Matt about it and he was like, man, that's very ambitious. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a nice way of saying that it's completely unrealistic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. And then, so yeah, later on he, he called me and was like, Hey, why don't we just combine? Why don't we just do this thing? Yeah. And we'll get we'll get a bunch of friends to play on it. Uh, but it'll be our thing, you know. And I was like, absolutely, because Matt and I go way back uh during A plus machines, you know, we bonded really well, became best friends and um and and worked well together creating music and um, yeah. And I felt like at that, you know, during the A plus machines time we um we had a good bond as friends, but also musically. And um so it was kind of a no-brainer when he right. brought, mm-hmm. brought up the idea. I was like, man, let's do it. So, so you, you said the live show. So is there plans to tour yeah. Icarus Bell at some point? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, we've talked recently about maybe something in the summer. Oh, that awesome. would be awesome. So um, there are some other bands that we're talking to about um, being support for their for their tours. Sure. And um so yeah, we already have our lot. So being a two-piece, um, we are going to have to run tracks. That's not as that's not going to be a secret. We're not going to lie about what's yeah, going why, on in the background. Why did that all of a sudden become this big thing? All of a sudden, I'm just hearing articles, seeing article after article about backing tracks, and I'm like, I just assumed most bands used them to some they degree. And yeah, and um, you know, the thing is, is everything that you're hearing was recorded by us or right. Brian Delahousey or Will Knack or yeah. mm-hmm. Paco Astro, whoever, you know, a bunch of talented, real musicians. This is, yeah. you know, <laughs> so it's just impossible for us. We can't play all these instruments. So. Right. So anyway, that being said, we have our live rig, it's called, you know, with how we're going to, how we're going to accomplish that. Oh, cool. Uh, so we have all our mics and like, we're ready to go as far as the equipment. Nice. Now, as far as rehearsals that we haven't, we've, we've done a couple of rehearsals and it's going to work. We know that much. Yeah. Okay. Um, we just, we started to go down that path and then we quickly did an about face. It's like, wait, wait a minute. We have an album to finish. We can't, let's not put the cart in front of the horse right now. Let's, let's focus on the album and we'll, we know that this will work. We'll readdress this later. Um, so Sure. Yeah. Well, it's good to know it, it's a comfort that it's going to work because that is different yeah, it, to be a two-piece it's a band. Scary not having the um, falling back on other musicians to pick up the load, and and you know you're relying on tracks, and you don't know if it's going to work or right. if we can pull this off. Like, or is it kind of the thing? Is the believability? You know, can two guys be up there with all this instrumentation? Come, excuse me, coming out of the tracks, and it's and it seemed believable that yeah right yeah these guys are putting on a real show and it's not just a dj push and play you know sure sure i mean you look at a band like black keys and they're only two people but but it's pretty raw and pretty you know simplistic pretty basic but you know you guys got a lot going on with the music as a two-piece so 
Yeah, there is. And, you know, we've actually talked about stripping that down in the future after this, probably after this album cycle or after this album is done. Um, yeah. And doing more like a Royal Blood kind of style. Yeah, yeah. Um, just, you know, stripping down a lot of the extra instrumentation. Um, and you guys already, you guys already got about five or six, maybe even more singles out there. We're about six singles out there right now. Yeah, yeah. at least six. I think we have six, and then we have the cover, the Tori Amos cover, and then we have the one that we released to the patrons that's right, yep. out, or two that we released to the patrons that aren't out as uh, singles you can listen to. So unless you're a member, <laughs> unless yeah. you're a supporter on Patreon, which we yeah, are, we we are, are because I looked up the email address you guys sent me for this, and I saw. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We are patrons. This is we, great. We want, we want, well, when we talk to Matt, we're like, we want that executive producer. <laughs> we want that, man. <laughs> we want to be part of this thing. We love this music. So, you know, that's, that's an idea that we had that, you know, at the time this was during COVID and we, we couldn't generate money. So the patrons, right. like we say this in every video, we, we thank you guys and the patrons because we literally cannot do this without the patron support. Yeah, because that yeah. pays for engineers. That pays for like the cool artwork that you see when we release a single. And that's a question I have too. Is go ahead, but I got to know who yeah, does that yeah, artwork. Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that guy. He's amazing. But yeah. um, but that pays for all that stuff, and it's like, you know, that's we couldn't do it without that financial contribution. Yeah. So we figured a way to pay back a little bit is to give people that timeless title. You know, we will have hard copies of the album, probably right. in the form of vinyl. Mm. You know? um, <laughs> Sweet. And your name will be on there, yeah. you know, forever. And it's a, have, yeah, it's a cool thing. It, it's going to be a limited run. And it's, you know, it seems like it's not that big of a deal. But to us, it is. Cause to us, it's like without these people, this album yeah. would not be possible. So, yeah, and it's yeah. hard now. I mean, you want, you want, bands that you love to be making music and that you know the music industry isn't what it used to be everybody just is making these things and putting them on youtube so you know go ahead and support the the bands that you want to see put out some music you know it's so a, they keep going yeah. yeah yeah you know and it's funny because some people just like they come into the studio matt's told me stories before about people coming into orb and it's like they're just recording 15 to 30 second snippets of music just for tiktok yeah yeah oh. so that is you know and matt and i are recording these six and a half minute epic like <laughs> we don't care right you know, like we are old we know it <laughs> and we want to make you know we feel like that song requires six and a half minutes yeah absolutely <laughs> absolutely and even just well, the thought is an example yeah. right right so the so artwork is done by brad bond um he's obviously very incredible and yeah. we give him zero direction we wow. send him the lyrics and that's it oh, and maybe okay. the song maybe this maybe the song when it's done so he can listen to it but i think he just works off the lyrics and he comes up with what you see um and it's it's amazing so you plan to do that for every every song from the album because it's so far yeah. you have and that's amazing Every song from the album will have a piece of artwork that's ah. done by Brad. Yeah. And then the, the album itself will be done by Brad. Yeah. Sure. sure. And then Did for the next. So the plan is just because of how our schedules are. And it's not obviously y'all people have been waiting forever for this album. Um, once we, we feel like once we have the cornerstone of the album that from then on, we can just release singles. 
Um, yeah. We may do a compilation of an out, al- you know, make an album later out of those things and stuff that's unreleased, but we wanted to get a cornerstone and get like a 10 to 12 song album out. And then from there we can just start releasing singles. Yeah. So are the singles that are out now, are those part of the album? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. And then the ones, the stuff that's been unreleased that patrons have heard that will be part of the album. And then there will be some other stuff that the patrons haven't heard that will be on the album. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. At the end. So out of all the music you create and you decided I'm going to do a cover, what was your drive to pick a cornflake girl? That was Matt's idea. Okay. In fact, because I came from a band that played covers, I was uh, totally against doing a cover. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I was like, dude, there's no way there. I do not want to do a cover. He talked me into it and I'm glad he did because I thought it turned out great. It did. Um, You know, the the instrumentation was was beautifully done on it we had a lot of fun making it and um yeah i i, I thought it turned out great Absolutely. It, it did i mean it's one of those things like the original's awesome and then you did it justice you know by that's, the way you guys yeah, did it. thank you for saying that's really what all we want to hear is that like we didn't mess it up <laughs> right right I, I feel it's like you're not trying to make it you're not trying to improve on it because it's a great song on its own you just you want to serve it just it's a tribute We're to that song watched yeah uh yeah i talked i called matt the next day i was like hey man has tori called you yet <laughs> like no she hasn't called yet <laughs> okay wait has she called yet no no she's still, hasn't called <laughs> still, still uncalled. okay <laughs> I, and i've seen her yeah she's amazing i've seen her live a couple times she's oh, phenomenal I wish, I wish i had but yeah um so going back to the artwork who did the artwork for the the bones video is it the same person or is that a no? So that's actually uh, a my buddy from Falling Jupiter. Okay, um, he oh. lives in Lubbock, and that's what he does now is the digital uh, animation stuff. Yeah, because that's a really cool video. Anybody who I mean, I would <laughs> yeah. go out and watch it, even if, even if you're not necessarily interested in the music, the video is really well done. It's a cool video. Yeah, he did such a great. He did that with another guy. Forgive me, I don't I don't remember the other team's name or branding, yeah. but um, Jared is is my longtime friend and former bandmate. And um, he actually reached out to me about doing something like that. And he did the Vultures lyric video. Okay. Let me do this for you for free. Right. Yeah. And then um, here's some ideas I have for the Bones video. Mm. And we thought since Bumblefoot played on it, you know, it was six minutes. We were like, you know, this could be really cool. Like, you know, like we have a really good, solid animated video for Bones. yeah, let's go for it. And then he sent us some little snippets of what he had been working on. And we were like, yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's beautiful. Um, yeah. And you know, the, the concept and everything of what was happening was Matt's idea. And, um, I thought it turned out, turned out really great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's, it's fun to watch. I mean, it's like a, a mini movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's got a great look to it. Um, we talked about like keeping that character, to do other stuff um mm-hmm. kind of never got around to that but there may be stuff in the future who knows there you go yeah yeah you can always bring them back yeah that'd be awesome right right yeah. that'd be fun you never know when he's gonna pop up there you go yeah man <laughs> yeah for sure part, part of the tour <laughs> well yeah well i would but imagine your tour is gonna be pretty spectacular i mean two people but just the way you have your artwork and the video the way your minds work it, it I, I, i'm excited to see the tour yeah, I mean, I me too. Um, 
you know, when Matt and I play on stage together, it's just so much fun and I miss it and I'm ready to get to it. But, um, I, I think we can pull it off. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, are you going to like most drummers in the back? Are you going to be up front? Cause it's just you two. I think the look is going to be a little, not what you would expect. I'll just say that. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. You got to Yeah. When, the, when it's the drummer, I mean, as big a part of it as you are yeah obviously you gotta it's gotta be a little closer to front and center than than most drum sets <laughs> i will accept my place on stage where i'll just be happy to play but i think <laughs> we're i think we're just looking to mix it up just because yeah. of you know it is our band and it's a two-piece and yeah you know, for we, sure we'll have an auxiliary player but i think we're going to try to figure out how to make that look cool and um yeah well we will well the tradition is rhythm you know you're just in the back rhythm holding the band but you guys yeah, our lead yeah, you're yeah. you know you're yeah that's exciting yeah and you know i love it's funny it because like <clears throat> matt and i have conversations uh in the creative process about i i tend to want to cut some of the instrumental things hmm. for sake of consolidating the best parts of a song and sure more i guess not radio friendly but just more like consolidated right and matt's like you know, he made a good point. He's like, that's a lot of time for me on the microphone and not away from that and us jamming. I'm like, you know what? You're right. Yeah. <laughs> forget the, forget all that. Let's just right. jam. He's totally right. And so that's kind of what we're sticking to. So do you feel like, like the, the six minute song that you have in the, in the recording when you do it live will be 10 minutes. I mean, will you expand on these songs like there are some not a jam band but you know what i mean yeah there are some that we're going to extend for sure nice okay like i think bones will stay structurally the same um bottle rocket has the end of bottle rocket um you can kind of catch a glimpse of us just jamming a little bit that yeah. was a lot longer in the writing process that that that, that was consolidated okay. um but i think probably in the live show that's going to be extended um so that he and i can have some fun together and not worry about vocals and everything else going on we can just sit up there and play yeah uh, not too long sure know, no but, no 20 minute fish thing but <laughs> yeah no fish thing uh, i know you guys are big dave matthews fans but those guys are the best at doing that you know we're not trying to but we do love uh just jamming out so yeah sure yeah, we actually we actually just saw Dave Matthews last night in Minneapolis. So we're, oh, you did? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fresh off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a great night. Oh man, I I haven't seen him since man. It's back in the day. Um, I saw him at da in Dallas. Okay. Uh, a couple times at the whatever the amphitheaters out you know called now. Yeah, yeah. Starplex, and it was. Yeah, they changed oh, names so much. Yeah. Yeah, but man, it was such a great show. So yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, we're we're still we're still into it. Yeah, we still go. But we just live live music. Yeah. And what a great live band. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they yeah. Are... well and we're when we're up there in Minneapolis, we were at a friend of mine's house and we were just talking about Blue October's coming to Minneapolis at the Fillmore. The Fillmore, yeah. So we're making plans to go back just to see them in uh at the Fillmore. So yeah. oh <laughs> nice. Yeah, I was um I was thinking about making a trip to see those guys. Um one of those shows but uh because i went recently and saw them in houston and i hadn't seen them in forever oh sure. wow okay and it was the greatest night 
ever. <laughs> it's been so long, but it's like nothing, no time had passed. Yeah. You know, so. And no pressure of like, you know, getting everything, make sure everything runs right, right? You don't have no pressure you of know, the tour. <laughs> you know, what's funny is having spent so much time like in the business I've seen behind the curtain, it's hard for me to go to a show and not sit there and notice mm. like, oh, they messed up or, oh, you know, this is happening and, you know. That's what I was wondering. If you went, did you, did you like almost find yourself trying to step in and be like, Oh, I, got oh, I wanted to so many times. Yeah. Move over. I got this. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, not, yeah. Not for lack of the, the wonderful crew they have uh, right, right, right now, but it was just, just habitually like, yeah, you know, uh, Mike stand fell and I wanted to run out there and like, <laughs> I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> you ever think about getting back into not, not maybe not blue October, but, managing another you know another band um, besides you know, yourself I, yeah no i don't i um while i had a great time and um you know i would never trade any of those years for for anything um i'm pretty good where i'm at like <laughs> I, i'm glad to be home and you know like my my sister's got kids my sister-in-law's got kids and i want to watch them grow up i don't want to yeah. miss their birthdays and you know yeah. you miss a lot um, yeah, I can only imagine. And weddings and deaths and, you know, you miss all the family stuff and, um, and I'm glad to be, I'm glad to be home. Yeah. So. Yeah. When you're not running around in your forerunner camping. Yeah. Well, <laughs> that is, that is the vagabond in me. Like that will never yeah. change. Um, I still like to travel. I love to travel. Um, you know, it was funny because we'd be in the bus and I would, look out the window as we're driving down the highway and I'm like, Oh, that road looks cool. <laughs> go down that. Oh, that road looks awesome. And that's what I'm getting to do now. I'm getting to go down those roads and yeah. Right. Stuff out. Yeah. So that's always been in your blood. The that's always backwoods been. and stuff. Okay. Always been in my blood. Yeah. Always try. And I grew up camping. So, uh, in the, you know, in, in the mountains and, and then moving to Lubbock, which is just flat Brown fields of dust and you know, just, <laughs> it's horrible <laughs> um so yeah i always try to get away to the mountains once a year to smell pine trees and this cool mountain air and you got that forerunner decked out and ready for i mean you you, you got the sleeping thing <laughs> oh dude like you know <laughs> wow i thought at one point i was done you're never done yeah <laughs> you're never done it's always going to be something you know but yeah i was able to do um all the trails that I wanted to do in Colorado this last fall or the uh, last, uh, what was it? September, mm. October. And wow. So not that long ago, just recently. Yeah, it was, feels like a year ago, but it was actually <laughs> October 5th, I think is when I left. Wow. Okay. But um, it was so much fun. Like Ryan Delahousie went and. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Just some, you know, some good friends and. That's cool. I think next time I'm just going to invite everybody. There you go. We'll make, it, we'll make an announcement on the show. All right. We're in. Yeah, we're in. I, uh, I can camp if somebody helps. <laughs> Man, it's easy. All you got to do is if you can get over sleeping in a tent. Yeah. The rest yeah. is we all do community meals and cook and nice. you know, it's all good. Yummy food. And yeah. yeah. Great scenery. And yeah. It oh, is. so you go with a group. You don't, it's not like you're just, do you ever I go just off by yourself? I do both. I've done by okay. myself a lot, which I really enjoy because I'm on my own schedule and I do my own thing and I take right. my time or don't. Right. Know. 
right? Um, but with a group, there's definitely a different vibe or a, a different pace or different everything that yeah. you have to, you know, get used to or whatever. But I like both. I, lo I definitely love some of those harder trails. I like having people with me, you know, in case something happens. Yeah, um, sure. But I've done a lot of solo camping and I, I love it. Too, so. with the group do you bring instruments and jam out or we leave that home we tried that one year and it was just all it just all got in the way like when you're God. back and for not using it a whole lot you know it wasn't really worth uh the, now we just tell war stories of, <laughs> yeah sure. get, get away yeah. from that supper so, sounds better than it, it really is when you're you know like well we'll jam every night and you're like yeah okay 10 minutes we're yeah, done no, yeah <laughs> So yeah, we sit around the campfire and just talk about old times and yeah. So. That would be that would be fantastic to be a fly on the wall around some of them campfires. I can imagine some of the stories you guys you have know, to tell. It's <laughs> kind of like, can I tell this story or not? <laughs> I'm gonna change the names to protect the totally guilty. <laughs> right, right. I can only imagine. I can only imagine yeah. some of the shit you've seen out there. <laughs> I've seen it all. I have. I feel like I've seen it all. I've forgotten a lot, which is probably good. Yeah, yeah, for sure. There's a lot I don't remember, which is probably a good thing. Do you uh do you True. pull something behind the forerunner or are you strictly in the forerunners? I know I had I saw a picture of a pull behind, but I did, you know, I had that for I, I did I bought a teardrop trailer and I was I was before I got the job that I'm in now, I was pushing to be a uh an influencer for a, a specific trailer brand oh okay and um and it looked like the deal was going to go through i did this whole presentation of you know you know i was going to take the trailer all over the country and i told them the national for or national park tour and all the different settings and i would you know do all this amazing things for the trailer and it looked like the deal was going to go through and then COVID hit oh sure. Sure. Yeah. and it's like you know when that happened they dropped the deal because they didn't know what was going to happen. Sure. It was going to go. And then the, the, their, their industry and that company specifically took off. Like they didn't need, <laughs> they didn't need a, a, an influencer like taking pictures of whatever, because they were selling so many that other people were doing it and they yeah. were getting their photos off of Instagram and whatever, and using those photos and they didn't need me anymore, but sure. Gotcha. sure. So I got, I got, I bought that trailer and then I realized um, that I wasn't really going to have that much time to use it as much as I thought. And I was like, man, that's kind of a lot of money just sitting there. Yeah. So I sold it and um, bought some farming equipment. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was going to say, yeah, you're because you're a ranch hand. I, yeah. I read, what does that entail? I'm a steward for my family's property. Like, okay. Um, I, I manage the property. I take care of it. Um, and what do they do on the property? Well, it's all, it's okay. So it's all solar powered and completely off the grid. Like it's got a well. And so those batteries need maintaining and the system needs to be looked after every once in a while. And uh, the, the grass needs to be cut and the fire lanes the, along the fence lines need to be cut. Mm -hmm. And so I manage all of that. I keep the underbrush down, but recently my neighbor um, asked if he could put his cattle on my property. And I said, yes. And so now there's cattle and then they were running out of food. So we decided to plant some wheatgrass. So we planted a 12 acre pasture on my property with wheatgrass. And now it's like, I'm farming and ranching. I didn't... <laughs> it's crazy to think like, 
I went from going a thousand <laughs> miles an hour around the world to like almost a full stop on a you know a tractor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, went from a rock yeah, from a rock would, star tour bus to a tractor. <laughs> yeah, you know, and I would never have thought that was going to be the case, but I love it. It's so yeah. peaceful and like therapeutic to just plow. You wouldn't yeah. think so, and it's crazy. Yeah. No. Well, just like your path to the uh, guitar tech, you know, it's just never expected, yeah, but. I guess I just go where the wind takes me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. That's yeah. cool places. <laughs> and, and obviously, so this, this job of uh, maintaining the land, like if you go to tour, it's, you're good to go with that. Like you can be gone for a while. And, and... <laughs> yeah, I can. Yeah. My neighbor pretty much is, um, does a lot of stuff for me out there. Like, sure. For example, it's going to freeze out there and I it's an hour and 45 minutes from here. Yeah. And he called me and said, Hey, do you want me to go turn the water off? Cause it's going to, so it's like, yeah. Yes. Okay. And he takes care of those. Are, it's, it's his cattle. So he takes care of them. And sure. So sure. I just provide the land and help with the seed and getting the prep done. And, sure. You know, and it's really more of a learning process so that in the future I can do it you know, myself, should I ever want to? Sure. Well, just, just like term in it, you know, learn on the job, just yeah, learn yeah, as you yeah. go, man. I guess that's, I guess that's my thing. That right. is your thing. It's, and it seems like you freaking excel at it. So right. that's awesome. Some, yeah. That's how some people learn, right. By doing so. Yeah. I'm well, more of a hands-on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm with I was you. never really good at school because yeah. I couldn't, you know, the con conceptual things or visualize whatever I had. If I can, if I could do it. Uh, then I'll be great at it. If I can't, if, you know, I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to get it. But. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a problem with the, with school is there's so many kids that just need to do it. Right. For you sure. Know? Yeah. Different back, story, but back, back then. Yeah. You know, it was just one set curriculum for everybody. Nobody is the same. You know, right. work for 70% of the school. Maybe, mm, yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe, but yeah, um, didn't work for me. So, so speaking of doing, um you also built or modified a tiny home is that do you do you live in the tiny home when i'm out yeah it's out at the property I okay that's in austin but the, the the house out there i spend about half my time out there it's a tiny house yeah okay and um, did you build the thing from ground up i yeah um so i was the builder i con i subcontracted everything out okay um, but we, we ended up, we did a lot of the work. We put the floors in the tile, the, I did all, I did all the trim, but they built the shell basically. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then, um, I hired contractors to come in and do the plumbing and the electrical. And then pretty much the interior was done by us. So very cool. Yeah. yeah it looks cute. It looks, yeah. Those tiny yeah. houses intrigue me. Yeah. It's, it's man, you know, I could get really used to that. Like that's really all the space I need. You what is the square office. footage on it? Um, it is it's fourteen by twenty-four. Okay, so it's, right. it's forty-four, whatever. Yeah, sure. yeah. But, but there's um, area, there's areas that I mean, you look at it and they're, I mean, yeah, you you gave it some some flair, I guess. I mean, it's just not like a, a wood house or anything, you know. I mean, it, you did a yeah. nice job with the 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 sink, <laughs> oh, or I mean, yeah. the tile, or not tile, but the granite and things like that were really nice yeah when 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 you don't need a lot of the material you can get away with getting more expensive material that's true that's a good point that's, yeah right because, and so when i was building that place or when i was staying out there and my uncle and i were building the infrastructure trying to make it livable because when we moved when we got it it was just a well okay. there's nothing else out there 
I was staying in a tent or a shipping container or a shed, <laughs> whatever. And I was eating, standing up and I was showering in a tent and using the bathroom in a bucket, you know? I was like, <laughs> so I came up with like the main things you need. You need a place to sleep, a place to sit and eat, a place to cook, a place to shower and a place to, just to sit. Yeah. Right. Yeah, those are the five things. So that's really all I need. I've realized, you know, that's what you, all you need. And so, so where do you go? Tinyhomes.com? Or how do you get started in something like that? So I found a place outside of San Antonio that built cedar cabins. I looked like I scoured the internet, like until I found yeah. something semi-local that could build it on site. Okay. And, and that's what they did. The price was right. Um, I realized later that I paid too much for just the <laughs> shell because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, so they came out and it was a father and son team. They built that shell, um, with, you know, the walls and the windows and the roof and the door, everything in like two days. Oh my wow. God. Wow. They knocked it out. It was amazing. <laughs> and then, yeah. Um, and then from there I just would hire out people or I do the work. Um, sure. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So yeah, really, you know, I, I I can't say enough nice things about it. It's, it's quiet. Yeah. There's no light pollution at night. You can see the stars, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lots of wildlife. There's a um, there's a game trail that runs through the property. So you see deer and all kinds of stuff. Bobcats like walking by and whatever. Yeah. It sure seems like, like life's going well for you right now. You know, that- I didn't think I'd ever get here, but I think I did it. Yeah, it's it's awesome. exciting. It's it's nice. It's a great uh, story to hear. It's great to hear. Yeah, it's been a long road, but uh, yeah, I think um, you know, and not to be on high horse about sobriety or whatever, but yeah, I think for me, it was important that I do go down that path, and you know, it yeah. helped me out a lot. So. Yeah, and we don't have to talk much about it, but I, I just one question: How hard was it to get sober when you're on the road with with a band like? it just feels like you're in the biggest party environment you could be in and you're trying to get sober. Like how difficult was that? Well, I'll tell you like that was part of the problem was the environment for me. Um, and, and again, this isn't for everybody. I, I just, I drank too much. Sure. Plain and simple. Like I just enjoyed having a good time and I thought a good time meant like getting as drunk as you possibly could. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I was having a good time, but it, it was, not healthy and (laughs) so to to answer your question it would have been hard had i not had justin he was already sober Mm. and um you know i had a rough night in new york and the next day was boston and the guys pulled me aside they're like enough that's enough okay you gotta chill that's it done and i was like fair enough no problem and so I guess the guys thought maybe they that I would take that as just no more drinking on the road or around them or whatever. And I was, you know, but I remember being in my office and I maybe was on the phone or something. And I was like, yeah, so I've gone full sober. Like I'm going to go full sober. And Justin was like in the dressing room, like down the hall. He heard it from down there. Yeah. He like zip line, like all the way to my office and was like, the look on his face, he was so excited. Um, (laughs) Oh, He's like, wait, you're going full sober? And I was like, yeah, man. So he gave me a big hug. And then he was my sponsor, I guess. I didn't really go do the steps per se. Sure. Um, like I didn't go to meetings and all of that. But um, I kind of worked the steps with him. 
Okay. And he was a huge support, and without his, you know, support and the support of the band, but you know, I definitely wouldn't have made it. But yeah, and in that environment, to your point, yeah, it would have been incredibly difficult. You know. Yeah. Right. But luckily, when Justin got sober, some changes were made in the environment. And yeah. us, you know, hard liquor was cut out. Uh, other things were not allowed anymore. Right. Um, and it was beer only, which was a huge, huge help. And it also helped with some of the uh, debauchery that, you know, because <laughs> we were going through quite a bit of alcohol. <laughs> I can imagine. Night. Yeah. Night. It was a lot. Um, that all, that all got cut out and all of a sudden the profits started going up. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Well, and pr- productive. Uh, yeah. Everything. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the environment got better. Um, it wasn't the environment that I was in before, you know, it had changed. It had already changed and I still continued on. I'd go out to the bar to get my hard liquor. Sure. And, you know, and come back and they're having to carry me on the bus or, you know, I'm sitting there at the table, just like putting pizza in my mouth and don't even know what's going on. But, um, yeah. So, so without that environmental change and without just the support, of course the band was fully supportive. Yeah. You know, um, but having those talks with Justin specifically about sobriety and the feelings and everything was incredibly helpful. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. Having, so, I mean, being able to go through it with somebody who was, who was in, in it as rough as he was right. for a while. I can only imagine how, how much that must help. So from yeah, the, when, it, from the day you said, I'm going total sober, how much longer did you uh, managing blue October? So before you and you quit. Yeah. It was months. I think. Um, so I went, I got uh, my first day of sobriety was October 15th. And then I think I was gone in April. Okay. 17th, I think was my last show or sometime in late April. Okay. You, you just celebrated. Was it six years sobriety? Yeah, yeah, six years. So congratulations. Congratulations. That's, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, that's worth and it's worth celebrating every time you uh every year. Yeah, I don't really count like the days so much anymore. Sure. Or um you know, that's I didn't really go through the program because it's not for everybody. You yeah, know? it's not to say there's yeah. anything wrong with it. I just didn't I felt like I knew where I wanted to be. Yeah. And I didn't need, you know, luckily I didn't have Justin as a sounding board and as supportive mentor type. But, um, so yeah, I didn't really go through the program, but I inadvertently went through the steps. Sure. Sure. Because you can't help, but go through those phases when you're sober. And one of the biggest things was like, I was starting to feel again. Yeah. Which I wasn't, I was so numb for so long and I was like emotional and, (laughs) You know, I was like, so basically what it came down to, I was like, look, guys, I love you, but I can't take care of you right now. Yeah, you got to take care of yourself. Take care of myself. Right. I am having a hard time, like, managing my emotions right now, which sounds crazy. But when you get clean, it's like you start to feel again and you feel all those things. And it's not just a little bit at once. It all came at once yeah right i told justin he's like that's how it goes and he goes when did you start drinking i was like when i was 15 he goes well you have the emotional standing of a 15 year old yep it's true since so you don't you're not grown you know you're not capable right now 
And so that was part of the conversation that I had with all of them individually. And they totally understood. And, you know, I, you know, I told them, I was like, look, I hope my path leads me back to you, but right now I need to do this. And yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Are are you, uh, are you still doing like Kung Fu and Tai Chi and stuff? And is, does that kind of stuff help with, I mean, just keep your mind clear and yeah, man. Um, yeah, I'm still doing Kung Fu. I just got first Brown. I'm about to test for second Brown. Oh, nice. oh, great. Oh, no, wait. It goes backwards. Sorry. Third Brown and then second Brown, first Brown, and then I'll be black belt. Oh, wow. So, okay. So I'm going to test for second Brown in um, February. Mm. And then anyway, so I'll be black belt fairly soon. And I'm really awesome. excited about that. But it's been a huge um, life-changing thing and therapeutic thing. And Did that um, come in sobriety or were you already doing Kung Fu prior to? I know that came later. It came during COVID. I needed to get out of the house. I was getting cabin fever and I was like, man, I need to do something. I always, and my uncle is, was a big time into karate. Okay. And I asked him, I was like, Hey, you think, you know, at my age, karate would be, he was, well, I think Kung Fu would be better. It's a little softer on the joints and it's, you know, this and that. And I was like, okay. Oh yeah. So I found a Kung Fu school and I've been going ever since almost two yeah, over two years now. Wow. And, um, and it's been like one of the best things ever. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I would imagine. I mean, I know all of those martial art kind of things really preach discipline. So I can only imagine that it's got to help with all aspects of life. So, so many things. Yeah. Oh, it's so many things. There's such a, a mental strength that comes from it, but also a physical strength thing. You know, you're physically stronger, you're mentally stronger, and you're, you're capable, you're confident. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, you know, because some of the exercises we do, uh, you know, you're kind of squatting and you're holding that squat and it's very painful. And, you know, our master, our, our leader, you know, is like, don't think about the pain. Think about how strong you are. Mm-hmm. And it's just the flipping it like that. Sure. You know? right. and it's like, that's true. You know, and you don't right. think about the pain. You think about how strong you are and how long you can hold that form and yeah just everything that develops from that is is huge so yeah awesome. I, I i encourage anyone to go learn kung fu or any martial art it's it's amazing i i like kung fu because to me it's the best you know? sure <laughs> absolutely <It's the> <laughs> yeah we got my we got my daughters into it for uh for balance they were just she yeah. would fall down walking just walking down the, the hallway she'd fall and <laughs> she just had no balance, but we got her into that when she at a young age and she can walk down the hall now. <laughs> Man, it's crazy to see what the kids can do. Uh, Cause there's a kid's class. Sure. And yeah. then their, their extension is so high. Right. High. I mean, they're, they're, it's beautiful to look at. He's, yeah. you know, they're so flexible and can jump high and kick. Uh, and, right. Right. And it's like, I'm so old. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. when you when you're doing the huh you're because you're <laughs> yeah 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 it's different it's, yeah it's more of a, oh <laughs> right 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 yeah oh nice nice well it definitely seems like you got a, your life fulfilled so that's awesome i think uh yeah i think i finally got it figured out it took me like 45 years but well, that's, that's not bad. I'm 49, I'm 49 and still working on it. So yeah, I'm, I'm still working. Yeah. I'm 49. I'll be 50 in May. So. Oh, gee, we're real. I'll be 50 in August. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, man, you guys should come down to, uh, to Austin and, and hang. Come to the I, studio. I really want mm. to, I want to, I, 
I, I mean, we love Blue October, obviously, and it, I feel like the the mecca to see Blue October is down there in Texas somewhere. So we definitely, it's a bucket oh, list sure. item to come down there and see him down there somewhere and hang out down there and yeah, take a little tour around. And yeah, I would love to. I would love to see, love the, to studio. see the studio. Be cool. Yeah, you know, I, as you know, I've seen a lot of Blue October shows, um, <laughs> can, yeah. but none are as special as the ones in Texas. Right. When yeah. you're playing in front of, yeah, when you're at home, it's just a different, yeah. different animal. So it is a different animal. It's a different show. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's good stuff. For sure, for sure. And, and we'll be we're gonna, we're going to be watching for you to guys go on tour whenever that may be. Um, we're hoping summer. Yeah, yeah. We're I talking about summer. I've already talked to my boss. Um, <laughs> he hasn't really said anything back yet. <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll see. But the people I work for are super cool, man. They they understand. So yeah. sure. And you guys just you guys Icarus Bell just put a single out about a month and a half ago. Porcelain came out. So what towards the end of September, so people yeah. can go check that one out. That's kind of the latest one. If I'm porcelain is the latest one. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, that was a lot of fun to make. Matt and I went back and forth as we do on some stuff, and we ended up with that, and we both love it. Um so I gotta know in the in the in the in the songwriting, song making process, how close to fisticuffs do you ever come? Is there ever a time when you're <laughs> there's there's actual true because we get a little upset with each other over this thing, you know, like how we're gonna do this thing. So <laughs> we, you know, we're brothers. We've had yeah. some elevated conversations, yeah, right? But we're also old. So <laughs> we know each other well enough to you know when to back off or when to and he knows you're a brown belt in kung fu he better <laughs> <laughs> yes, right. what, what? Um, better watch himself <laughs> but you know i will say this about matt he is um one of the strongest creative people i know like he yeah. doesn't stop like it doesn't stop. yeah like he just keeps coming and we and i try to keep up uh i try to you know we we try to stay on the the straight and narrow or whatever but a lot of times we break off in it but those tangents turn into beautiful things right right uh, so capture that our process is um we'll get together and jam nine times out of ten you know matt's got a cool riff that we just build off of and then uh the floodgates open and matt just like goes to town on what he's hearing and 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 how things should be and and nine times out of ten i'm right there with him in agreement. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but i usually can tell when he's in that zone and don't interject anything sure, you know, sure. at that time I've, I've learned him pretty well and um i'll usually let him finish his thought and then i'll say hey what about this? Or I'm not digging this. Can we change, you know? And he's like, sure, man, let's do this. So we, that, that's when we start playing around with it. And then, um, when it comes to mixing, um, again, I just let him do his thing because I trust the end result, but before anything's finalized, he'll send it to me and I listen and I'm like, yeah, I hear this and this and this, can we change it? And I'm like, yep. And then that's it. So he yeah. does the bulk of it. Um, there's a lot of trust obviously involved, but sure. Like said Matt's, amazing and incredibly talented and um yeah yeah that's that's for sure he, well, and and a great guy i mean he, yeah you know we just uh we've heard so many good things about him you know just from the glass from having him on and other guests that were at yeah. the studio so yeah, yeah. yeah you know matt is one of the funniest aside from all of the great like how incredibly talented he is yeah what a great friend but he is one of the funniest people i've ever met <laughs> and so a lot of these laughing lines I have are from him, <laughs> like 
over the years of how he's just yeah he's he's awesome to hang around so well yeah i gotta say he's uh he's definitely one of the kindest you know we we were still in um in awe that he was willing to come on and now and now you joining you know yeah. and being willing to come on um can't we're, appreciate we're, enough yeah. yeah we're so thrilled that you guys give this oh, our, yeah. our little podcast the chance to talk with you guys because we we yeah, love the music and so little anymore guys <laughs> well we're it's, we we both had uh we both had tarot readings recently from one of our guests and she told us 2023 was our year so we're okay. watch out we're fired up <laughs> okay well hopefully i can come back in 2023 oh you, heck yeah you can come back whenever you want a hundred percent a hundred percent we would love it well you guys are doing it's it's really cool i like what you guys are doing man thank you thank you we appreciate it you know i wouldn't be here if it wasn't cool (laughs) that's all we need to hear man that's all seriously Uh, that's that's it you heard that right right i'm just gonna i'm gonna clip that part we're just using that for (laughs) hell yeah well go ahead though it's true I appreciate it. Well, appreciate go ahead and it. promote everything. Where can we find you guys and and uh, yeah, for all sure. that good stuff. So, so everything is Icarus Spell official. So either .com or on Instagram. Uh, those are our two main platforms um, that we do everything at. Um, our website, uh, IcarusSpellOfficial.com, has a link to the merch store. Um, it has, you bet right here, right yeah, here, maybe beautiful shirt. <laughs> um, yeah, we've got t-shirts, bandanas, stickers, hoodies, and all kinds of stuff. And we'll get some more stuff later for the summer. But um, And then um, Instagram, Icarus Bell Official is where we'll, we'll update people, you know, with uh, what's going on with everything. And then yeah. also the website has the page to link to the Patreon. If you're interested in supporting, we have uh, three different tiers. You can do $3, which is just whatever you know and you'll still get some cool content you can do i think it's ten dollars um and you get a little bit more content or you can do is it 20 yeah twenty dollars yep and you will be listed as an executive producer you get all the content you get like we're probably um gonna have a listening party at the studio for the executive producers to come in Nice. And listen to the album before it's released in the studio with, with me and Matt. Worth All it. right. Worth it. And that's, yeah. And that's just a way. And that, like I said before, that money goes to, we don't party with that money. That doesn't go to me buying forerunner parts or whatever. <laughs> All, that, All that money goes to the making of the album or to equipment to, to do what we want to do for this, this band. Um, it all goes towards the music. Yeah. 100% of it. Yeah. And um and again it's it's we you know it's so helpful to have and and we we've lived off off of our patrons um dedication and support. Yeah. Um since the beginning. So we are always eternally grateful for you guys and the other patrons that have participated in that and Well, and I can yeah, I can we can both say we're you know, we're we're patrons. We've been on there. It's worth the price. I've I'm it's five patrons it. of you know, we're patrons of other people and you guys give as much or more content as anybody else out there on Patreon. So it's worth the cash. It's worth go the 20 bucks. Go out and help them out. Yeah. Yeah. We've been a little quiet lately, but that's going to, that's about to pick back up. Um, let me ask you that. Would you guys be interested in any farming videos on Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> Hell yes. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You just, Here is my on tractor. a tractor. <laughs> 
Um, no, we'll have some cool content coming up for you guys. And um, we come on, that you. would be funny if you just would pull one out. You would just, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. right? Hey guys, check it out. It's been um, a little quiet lately. Here's what it? I'm doing. Well, you know, and that's what it's going to come down to until, well, yeah, as you know, Matt's out with the great yeah. October. So uh, when he gets home, we'll get back to work. Sure. Um, we have some dates booked for the studio and set aside and in on in writing and um, for us to get in there and to do more vocals. And because awesome. we have like four or five music beds that that need lyrics and music. So we have some to choose from. I think we're going to pick two more. Um, and we'll be done so awesome yeah so thank you guys for having me on and uh let me plug plug icarus bell yeah absolutely we will we will uh we will continue to support absolutely and we will we we're gonna come see you for sure okay very good yeah and if you if you have that uh if you do have that listening party we'll we'll figure out how to get our how to get ourselves (laughs) to austin for sure we're definitely (laughs) something we talked about in the very beginning that we want to do so yeah that would be badass yeah for sure yeah i think that you know that would be a lot of fun to meet a lot of people in person which i've met a lot of y'all already (laughs) you're right yeah Um, so but yeah to get everybody in a room to hang out and visit and you know reminisce and then listen to icarus bell i think it sounds like a great time that's cool it does sound like a great time looking forward to it well thank you so much yes we uh, we really appreciate it it's been wonderful i really appreciate y'all having me all right have a good night absolutely Thank you for listening. The tavern is closed for now, but we'd love to have you back for more fun next time. Seriously, though, get your asses out of here. Today is working for me. Do you believe that for yourself? Hey, I'm Pastor Julie, and I want to empower you through encouragement, inviting you to my podcast, Big Truth Encouragement, where I unpack living a faith-filled life. I created my podcast for the ladies, but gentlemen, you'll gain something too. So I invite you to listen to Big Truth Encouragement on Electricast and any platform where you listen to your podcast. Electricast. Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric Acid. Electric Acid.